Malaysians were hit by the bombshell news on Friday that the government has requested a declaration of emergency by the Yang Di Pertuan Agong. While the king consults with the other rulers on whether to approve this declaration, today we'll be talking about what an emergency proclamation actually means for the country and why one is being declared now. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Pendulum Show. So this week there's only one thing that we can be talking about and it's the pending declaration of emergency, national emergency, which we might hear about tomorrow. So we're recording on Saturday emergency. and tomorrow, Sunday, is when the king will confer with the other rulers on whether or not to grant a declaration of national emergency. So uh, like Yodin said, today we'll be talking about what that actually means for Malaysia. Why are we having a declaration of emergency right now? And uh, with me to discuss all of this is, of course, Yodin and Teva. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, guys. Emergency. Emergency. So, actually, speaking of emergencies, is, uh, do you want to talk about the previous ones? All right. Yeah, so we have had, altogether, uh, quite a few emergencies. Emergency. Yep. yep. As Teva said, emergencies. <laughs> Uh, so the first the first emergency was actually declared before we were even independent. So that was when we were having the communist insurgency. Yeah. So from insurgency. Oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> Why did we hire you? Hired? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hired. Give me my money. I I don't know what the proper term is here, but uh, recruit you, yeah. Alright, so the first emergency was 1948 to 1960. That was the communist emergency. Mm-hmm. That was to deal with the communist rebellion. Second emergency was in 1964 when we were at war with Indonesia. Mm. Uh, 1966, we had an emergency but only in Sarawak. They wanted to, the federal government wanted to replace the chief minister. They called an emergency. And 1969 is the big one. So 1969, obviously after the May 13 racial riots, a uh, state of emergency was called. Uh, where we which allowed the government to suspend elections, suspend parliament, and uh, detain people without trial. And then we had a few other emergencies after that, including 1977 in Klantan, uh, when there was a political crisis in the state. And we've had some small emergencies declared within certain districts in 1997, 2005, and latest in 2013 to deal with the haze. Yeah, but not most people don't talk about the the others, more of the big ones, right? Yeah. Wait, what emergency to deal with the haze? Yes, yes, there's a haze emergency. Uh, latest in 2013. Yeah. If I also didn't know this in the reading for what? this episode. is when I found out about this. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so this basically allowed the government to force people to stay at home and things like that. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, what's interesting is that the state of emergencies which were declared in the past, especially the national ones, right? Mm. They were never actually repealed mm. until yeah. 2013. So that means we were technically in a state of emergency from possibly from 1964 to 2013. Like there are not a lot of details out on this, but uh, basically this allowed the government to keep certain emergency ordinances such as uh, detention without trial. So you can be put in jail without 
being taken to court basically and they use this uh, mainly for for uh, criminals and uh, gang gang members and and things like that but yeah this was all under the the provisions of the state of emergency which finally was revoked under surprisingly under prime minister najib in 2013 mm. yeah actually how would this be different from the ISA? Yeah? How would this be During different? During that particular time. Oh, sorry. ISA was repealed earlier. Yeah. But then it was replaced by NSC. Yeah. Well, for those particular ordinances that were carried out. Yeah. Why didn't they just exercise it under ISA or NSC? Yeah, honestly, I, I'm not sure. I suppose that uh, the the emergency ordinance which was kept for until 2013 was uh supposedly for prevention of crime yeah so I, I i don't know i suppose that there's a difference between that and the isa the isa is more is uh more of dealing with political subversives uh mm. but but it seems to me also like the provisions are mostly the same between the isa sedition act and yeah. the emergency ordinance but i'm guessing that like somebody who has like actual legal background could so definitely so progress lah <laughs> <laughs> but like i'm it's very confusing lah it's like this term no they just emergencies different tools at their disposal to carry out whatever agenda they have like, yeah. you know yeah and yeah. it's insane that they it's been in pa- in um enforced in, it's not been enforced lah I mean, yeah. we've not heard of, heard of it right since then yeah i'm very much just downplayed lah you know yeah but uh it's that that's in, that um sort of illustrates the point that the emergency doesn't specify what conditions will be like under mm. the emergency mm. like what sort of uh, conditions people will operate under the emergency all that depends on the decisions of the government on how they want to enforce very, an emergency very true. Right? there's no yeah. that is that is so true because yeah. governments change yeah. and so can the state of emergencies and what it means to be in a state of emergency right yeah so as an example, like in 1969 when the emergency was called, mm. that was the most uh, serious uh, in- incidence of of a state of emergency mm. where right after the election, the counting, I believe, of the votes was suspended. Mm-hmm. Uh, parliament was suspended for two years. So from 1969 to 71, we did not uh, have a single parliamentary sitting. Mm. And uh, the entire government was delegated to the deputy prime minister as a director of the so-called Magiran, Majlis Gerakan Negara, uh, and he basically ran the country without uh, parliament or judicial review for two years, uh, yeah, until uh, parliament was restored in 71, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. So it's actually, it's so hard to determine what a possible state of emergency would look like right now. Yeah. And especially during the time in 69, um, obviously, the... The landscape, the political landscape, is so very much different now. Yeah, so you it know, was warranted back then, lah. No? I mean, compared it was, to what and it's it, now. okay, yeah. That's something we have to get into. Yeah, the emergencies that were invoked back then were yeah. definitely widely more accepted. Yeah, for valid reasons. Yeah, right. Yeah, a state of war, a state of insurgency, massive racial rise where possibly thousands of people died, mm. parts of the city had burned down. Mm. Yeah, these are definitely in, uh, cases where. It, it is at least warranted for a limited period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe not for we, 20 years, lah, mate. Yeah, definitely not for... Not, for, not just 20 years. For, nearly... Yeah, nearly 40 years. 40 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe we can get into uh, a little bit of what an emergency actually is under our federal constitution. Mm. Right. So, yeah, there's this article that's been making the rounds uh, mm. by this guy called Gurdal Singh Nijar. 
Now, I'm not sure, but I think that this was going around just before the rumours about the state of emergency mm. were being put out there. But basically, a uh, state of emergency can be called when there is a perception that there's a threat to the security, uh, economic mm. life or public order. So, the keyword is per- perceived. There is a perceived threat. Mm. So, the threat doesn't actually need to have Exist. played out yet. Mm. Yeah. For like You do not need to have violence in the streets yeah. or anything like that. For an emergency to be called, and mm. furthermore, there is no exact definition of what, what this threat, means. Yeah, yeah. So it's highly subjective as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I don't know. What would you think is a is a <coughs> what would you think qualifies for calling a state of emergency? What would qualify as uh, a situation serious enough? I would think like a situation of war, probably. War, um, r- racial disharmony. Racial disharmony, but it has to be. In, uh, playing out in violence, right? In playing out in violence, correct. So, yeah. uh, incitement of violence, uh, maybe... I I wouldn't know whether economic instability or volatility would constitute a state of emergency, but th- this is just me referencing from the previous state of emergencies. Yeah. Right? Because it's actually count, kind of counterintuitive that you would go into a state of emergency which would cause further economic turmoil. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, uh, during the financial crisis in the 90s and in 2008, we definitely did not have a state of emergency declared, right? And yeah. those, the economy was in much worse shape than, than it is at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, we are about, like, yes, it's bad, like, unemployment is kind of bad, but uh, not, not anywhere near to what it was mm-hmm. uh, back then, right? Yeah. Any threat to basically national or public safety. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would just basically deem appropriate yeah. for a state of emergency. Yeah. What about a lot of people dying? From I mean, from anything at all, really. <coughs> so, do you think the COVID numbers uh, justify that? No, I don't think it justifies yeah. that. I'm just asking whether yeah. um, a lot of people dying is is enough of a reason to yeah, I mean, state of emergency. Yeah, you have a when you have a, a serious threat to to the life of the of the people, uh, to yeah, like they said, um, public security, national mm. security. Yeah, this usually like constitutes. A uh, threat from a foreign power, yeah. uh, rebellion within the state, within the the country. Yeah, yeah. But in this, in in the context of COVID, if for example someone were to think that okay, they impose state of emergency to keep people at home. Yeah, yeah. They can use the NSC to do this. The or, National Security Council. Yeah. yeah. Possible. There are other tools at their disposal. Yeah. To make sure that people stay yeah. at home. Yeah. There's no need to invoke a state of emergency. Yeah. So I'm yeah. Let's we will get more into why the emergency is being called mm. a little later. But uh, what you need to know is that so the the king is the one who has the power to declare an emergency. Yes. So the king has the power to declare the emergency without uh, having the consent even of the conference of rulers, mm. which is the other sultans and uh, governors mm. of the states, right? Mm. And he does this on the advice of the PM. And furthermore, like when he declares his emergency, yes, it's stated in the constitution what the conditions like we have just yeah. talked about when an emergency should be called, but his decision cannot be challenged in court mm. on any ground. Mm. Yeah, and uh, this is not a temporary thing, mm-hmm. so there is no time limit on an emergency. Mm. Just like we, ju- like we just mentioned, right? Like a state of emergency was allowed to go on for more than forty years. Yeah, mm. yeah. that is scary. Like. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you didn't. Do you want to get into? Uh, what kind of powers this gives to the government when you say that there's an emergency? So essentially, during an emergency, right, it's more of 
suspension of democracy, right? Mm. Your parliament is suspended. Um, and what that means is that the director of was is it operative director or director of operations? Under the nineteen sixty nine, he was uh, director of national of the National Operations Council. Right. So whoever holds this position can enact laws without going through the proper democratic process. Mm. It's up. It's basically on his discretion that he can enact any sort of law that he deems viable to ensure that we yeah. solve whatever issue is at at hand at the moment. And this person is appointed by the Agong. Uh, can be he's even the the Agong can even delegate his own powers to such a person. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Basically, during this time, um, there can be there's no parliament. Um, he can enact any sort of laws, um, and for however long that he wants. Any any laws, even if they don't conform to the federal constitution, mm. yes. can be enacted during. There's this no time. need for the consent of the rulers. There's no simple majority required whatsoever. There's no judicial um, process or review. Uh, approval, nothing what whatsoever lah. Basically, mm. basically you ineffectively if effectively go into a dictatorship, yeah. Sort of all mm. decisions that impacts the country as a whole is at the hands of one person, or whoever he appoints. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So effectively, parliament doesn't matter. The uh, elections can be suspended. Uh, if you think that a law, uh, a law being passed under emergency ordinance is unfair, you have no recourse. You cannot turn to the courts to declare that this is unconstitutional because the constitution itself allows the government in in a state of emergency yeah. to make laws which are unconstitutional. They can incarcerate anybody, also that they think is a threat, without any um recourse as well. Yeah, De- depending on. Yeah, depending on on how they 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 structure the terms of the the emergency, what kind of ordinance they declare the yeah, emergency yeah, under. Depends. Yeah, but they can do that they want. Yeah, they can literally do anything they want. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And how um, oh, is it going? Go they so um parliament is dissolved. Mm. Yeah, they they can choose to dissolve uh either dissolve parliament or suspend and or prorogue parliament, which is likely what they will do this time. Yeah. Oh. Prorogue means uh, we don't allow parliament to sit, That's to it, have an assembly. Parliament is still there. La. Yeah, the parliament will still exist. Okay. Because yeah, when the moment you would dissolve parliament, then you have a whole... Uh, under normal circumstances, you have a process which leads to elections, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, I suppose we don't know yet what they will right. do. Like the Star had an uh, article, I think yesterday, saying that they will be dissolving parliament. Oh. With this declaration of emergency, but of course this is uh not really confirmed by any official source. So if they did uh if they did dissolve parliament, that would mean they dissolve parliament at the same time suspending elections until such a time oh. as they think that it's, uh, in quotation marks safe to have an election. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, then. Maybe we should say why, why is there an emergency happening right now? Yeah. So, is it really the healthcare emergency? So, uh, I know that today, today is Saturday, the twenty third. Twenty fourth. Twenty fourth is. I'm losing track of time. Twenty I'm losing track of time. It's you know, okay, being stuck okay. at home. I I wasn't even sure if this was the weekend. You no, know, this morning. Very <laughs> easy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. So. Yeah. We on on Saturday today we've had like I think more than a thousand two hundred cases right today. One two two six. Yes. Yeah. So that is pretty high is like about it's nearly 400 it's cases more than the la- the highest 
uh, record day that we had, right? Yeah, it's high for our yeah. standards. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, we only had seven deaths today. Yeah, which is actually, I mean, every death is regrettable, but it's a very small number, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the fatality rate has been falling. I think almost every single day, it now must be like point nine or point eight percent, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. with our and also the with our R not right now, which mm. is at one point five. Mm. This is predicted. 1,300 cases mm-hmm. was something we've already been predicting for some time already. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not something that is um, so out of... It's not the end of the world, right? It's not the end of the Our hospitals have not been overwhelmed, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh, we don't have like, pile, like, you know, in places like Iran, they had so many bodies that they couldn't bury. Even yeah. they had to just pile them up in the morgues. But, I mean, clearly that's not happening here. Like, yep. it's a serious situation, but it's not end of the world zombie apocalypse kind of and scenario the, playing out here yeah, right? and the big numbers are all localized to certain areas only Sabah, yeah. Sarawak, and then now we have the new um, in, in the prisons law, yeah right yes. 500 cases from prison classes yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I even read that um, 13,000 tests from Sabah so they expected the numbers to go up because they have a backlog of 13,000 yes. tests from Sabah which have not been processed yet because they don't have the capacity to process the test yeah. and they're even flying some of them to KL to be yeah. processed so I mean that's obviously contributing to the numbers as well right these are not new infections these yeah. are existing infections which they just couldn't record earlier yeah. right existing infections yeah. or non-infected we don't mm. know yeah right so yeah but the narrative being pushed by the Katan National uh, and their, their proxies right is that this is a so-called healthcare emergency mm. that is needed to control the spread of COVID now like clearly the question is then why didn't we have an emergency from March yeah yeah very true L- like what what uh, wh- what has changed has the virus become more dangerous yeah. like if you could deal with the virus in March without an emergency then why is it that you're not able to deal I with mean, it the now I mean the daily numbers weren't this high then la. which oh, begs uh, the question right it's how convenient it is that today's numbers is one two two six. The day before they very decide true, whether it's a true. declaration. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. It's very convenient. Yeah, it's very convenient. Yeah, I I mean the 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 thing about it is that these laws exist right on paper. Yeah, they exist on paper, but they depend on on people to respect them. Yeah, mm. and pe- people respect them and follow them, and they can trust in the government uh, that it is. Uh, Th- that the government is being honest, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of and uh, people don't even trust the case numbers anymore. Yeah, you expect them to comply, but I mean, they themselves are not following the proper SOPs, like They yeah. they set down the whole cabinet set down. Some not wearing masks. Some wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. What nonsense is this? Just yesterday with the agong, right? Yeah. Yeah. What nonsense is this? Yeah, and they published pictures. They were sitting there with exactly. the agong without masks on. I couldn't. Pre- I I would try to identify who was wearing, but I know. Okay, Guidin wasn't wearing. I don't. I, f- I forgot who was, but yeah. Yeah, so I think we can pretty easily like uh uh rule out healthcare as the cause of this emergency, lah. I think very easily. We can. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially if you compare it to other countries. Yeah. We're not in a state of emergency. Right. Yeah. So I, the real reason actually is the whole political crisis that has been going on since yes. March and it's picked up a lot of speed in the past few weeks uh, because uh, the opposition leader Anwar uh, Ibrahim claimed to have a majority uh, now it seems that he doesn't have a majority but Muhyiddin had two seats in, in hand like a two-seat majority in yes. parliament and he's not sure that he still has it anymore yeah. and uh, according to the constitution a uh, prime minister who no longer has majority support in parliament 
has to resign. Yeah, correct. Now the th- this has never really happened before, but the the only the the only real way to test whether or not he has a majority is for him to pass a budget. Mm-hmm. So the government is obviously funded year by year, right? Yeah. So they need to pass a twenty twenty one budget. Uh, I I believe by next month or by early December. Yeah. Yeah. And in this past week, there have been a lot of reports saying that they are not sure that they have a majority to pass the budget in Parliament. And when they can't pass a, a budget in Parliament, that is considered a no-confidence vote in the Prime Minister. Mm. And according to the Constitution, he has to resign. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it seems pretty clear that this is all just a way to forestall that, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, convenient. Budget supposed to come out November 8th. Yeah. Parliament convenes November 2nd. Yeah. But he wouldn't do this if he had the support. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So it's all calculated already. He he probably does know that he doesn't have this support. Or maybe it's relatively unstable as his entire government is. Yeah. Right? And the option is not even a, the the option of working with other parties to make sure the budget goes through. That's right. That that wasn't taken when there into was, account. I mean there were some yeah. some parties who even like said, you know what, never mind. We'll yeah, give you the yeah, budget. Yeah. It's fine. Don't call a damn emergency, right? Yeah, the uh, DAP Anthony mm-hmm. Lok. Yeah, Anthony Lok from DAP has been yeah. calling for a ceasefire for negotiations so that they can uh, ensure continuity of government that they can pass a budget. Yeah. Uh, you can even have considering it's a national crisis, you could even have a unity government at this point. Yeah. Uh, bringing together all the the parties so that you can keep the government running at least until. Uh, the the pandemic passes or it's under control and then you can go to the, to elections right yeah and then in Rogue Zayed as ah. well but mm-hmm. Anwar has a lot to lose if Muhyiddin goes into a state of emergency there's no play for for Amno anymore for, yeah. at least for the foreseeable future lah yeah so can you there. explain that like why why does it why does the state of emergency mean that Amno has less influence now well basically for one if if we go into a state of emergency Muhyiddin is at Muhyiddin basically holds the power and he's the president of the BBM and if he's the one making all the calls he can basically reduce Amno's influence yeah he doesn't need to rely on their support anymore he doesn't need their MPs he doesn't need their support to pass any law to even maybe if depends on how he plays it out he can probably remove Amno from their influence on the next election whenever that happens yeah 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 Yeah. and it it does seem that uh a lot of people in Amno are kind of uh, concerned about the state of emergency. Even yeah, yeah, even yeah. people like Najib, which we will surely get into. But uh, the immediate the immediate uh, cause for this is that he wants to pass a budget. If he calls an emergency, he can have this budget um, made into law without having a parliament vote on it. Yeah. He can he can pass a budget basically as an ordinance under the emergency as a decree. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Can he can he get rid of Amno as a party? <laughs> why why I mean, not? Right? I, I, mean, I I suppose technically power right now. Yeah, I mean legally speaking, he under an emergency he can do whatever he wants. He can arrest Zaid for whatever charges he deems appropriate. That's it, lah. Yeah. yeah. So the, that that that's, that's an interesting that's that's an interesting scenario. So why like not? yeah, he can eliminate all his political rivals. Pass whatever budget he wants, whatever laws yes. he needs. But yeah. I can't even think. Okay, we can think. I'll talk about the reaction later, lah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the reaction, 
Well, we haven't really seen a lot of people come out in support of it. That's what I noticed. Mm. The no real prominent. The first of all, the cabinet has been keeping pretty quiet about it, and the and yes, the cabinet definitely ha- has agreed to s- propose yeah. an emergency. Um, but the people in the cabinet also, uh, even if they are coming from Amno, there are mm. factions in Amno, mm. and and the the people who are in the cabinet are all aligned towards Muidin, towards Perikatan National. They support. Mm, mm collaborating with uh, Bersatu with PPBM in the yeah. next election people like Hishamuddin Anwar Musa Kairiji Jamaluddin and, mm-hmm. and all of those mm-hmm. whereas uh, people on the outside of the cabinet in Amno like Zahid uh, like Najib and others uh, they are they, they have been the ones sort of threatening to pull support uh, from within all along mm-hmm. but yeah so so people within Amno uh, some of them have been raising a lot some concerns I think the most prominent has been the Amno deputy president Muhammad mm. Hassan So uh, he released a statement today saying that uh, the government should respect the constitution and this is very important allow democracy to function normally. Mm. So he didn't mention the emergency but he gave a speech and he he mentioned the constitution four times and saying that he wants democracy to function normally basically saying that they should not have a, an emergency declaration where you suspend parliament and suspend elections mm-hmm. and he said Malaysia is not in a situation where its economy health systems and public order have collapsed we are in focused recovery phase yeah 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 he needs to make sure that amno remains relevant lah yeah but but uh, that that shows you lah like that this not um universal support on yeah. even in the parties who are supporting the government right yeah there's definitely not universal support for this yeah. uh, i believe uh, najib also released a statement where he didn't say anything uh, in support of emer- the emergency he said that uh, the government has to take the people's interest first uh, i mean they're not out and out saying you yeah, know yeah, this yeah. is a bad move but yeah. uh, giving pretty clear indications yeah uh, the today also there was the slangor bn information chief who is najib's ex political aide he said uh muidin shouldn't do this he should just resign honorably <laughs> honestly yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> actually going back to what yeah. amnas lose right technically their their main play with muidin is that they threatened to leave Perikatan National. Yeah. yeah. If Muhyiddin goes to do state of emergency, that threat is null and void already. Yeah. There is no need for Perikatan National. Exactly. It is not a that PN is... government. It is a Muhyiddin dictatorship. A... <laughs> exactly. That is the right word. When you go into a state of emergency, it is a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, even even um, Anwar's claim will be null and void. Ah, uh, Anwar be dead lah. I think. I mean, politically dead. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, on the opposition side, lots of people have come out saying this is outrageous. Mm. Uh, a lot of statements today and yesterday from Mahathir, from Anwar, from Syed Sadiq, from every corner of the political aisle. Uh, the past seven presidents of the Bar Council released a statement saying that the uh, statement condemning like a state of emergency. The previous uh, Attorney General Tommy Thomas, he even said that it's unconstitutional. He said that uh, it does not fit the definition of a grave emergency or threat to to national security mm. to call an emergency right now. Mm. So I mean, uh, where we stand right now is that the Agung could have granted a declaration of emergency yesterday. So yeah. after the cabinet meeting, uh, the PM went up to Pahang to meet the Agung. That that was the picture that you didn't refer to, where they were all sitting around the agong with no mask on, mm. no social distancing, and that's where uh, he presented a proposal, the request for declaration of emergency. Mm. The king actually, on his own authority, can 
make the declaration. Yeah. yeah so but, why did he defer it? Yeah. And he's going to still consult with the conference of rulers. Yeah. So he hasn't gra- he hasn't given them the okay yet. Basically, he said he's going to speak to he's going to meet the the rulers, the other sultans, and yeah. Yeah. Make so, a decision. So okay, do you think he's going to? I don't know. I he mean, doesn't need to. <laughs> it's it's hard to say. The the Agong and our current government have been pretty much aligned on most things since March, right? I think it's safe to say. But so maybe he realized that the general public opinion is shifting, and he yeah. wants to. Even if he were to declare it, he wants to make it seem like he's the good guy. He's trying to you know, confer with his. Kaki kaki to see whether okay yeah, lah. You know any what other investor interest they have ah. in this also? Yeah, but uh, DAP today they were saying uh, Guaning said the Agung is our last hope. Mm. Really, Agung? he is yeah, our yeah, last yeah, hope. Yeah, yeah, it depends yeah. on one man to make or break the situation. He can allow all this to pass, or he can put a stop to it right now. Yep. And I think I think it's safe to say that the hopes of a lot of people rest on him at this moment mm. to finally to make a stand. Ooh. But contract record doesn't seem to go against Muhyiddin's way, lah. Yeah, that that yeah, it's true. But I mean, uh, some the, things the, cross the line. True. I mean, the mere fact that he even wants to con- ha- confer with his um, uh, what do you call it, the sultans, right? Mm. Should tell you enough, right? No. It it says that he's what? not willing to what if to. He just paints this picture, right? Uh. Okay. I don't have. I don't know whether I have the support in parliament. Okay, we go into which means budget might fail. Budget fails. Snap election, snap election. God knows how many people are gonna get this virus. Yeah, yeah. If you paint that picture, what is the Agong gonna do? So here's where the Agong actually has leeway, because the Agong at the end of the day, it's the Agong who determines uh who the prime minister is. Yeah. Based uh, based on on his own judgment of who has the support, right? Yeah. This has been very That's obvious right. from the beginning of the year, like. Uh, from from the whole Sheraton move crisis, right? Yep. The Agong used his own judgment. There is no like legally mandated process by which uh, he determines who is the prime minister yep. and so on. And he has it in his authority to as as sort of the the, the Agong is supposed to be the fallback of the 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 whole country's um, governing system, right? Yeah. When things break down, you can always fall back on the Agong yep. to uh to mediate and find a solution to the crisis. At least that is supposed to be the role of the of the monarch, the king. Yeah. So, if he so chooses, he could he could um he I I'm sure that the Agong could bring the leaders together, and and say that this is what I I I want. To be done, I want there to be a stable government. Yeah. I don't want the country to go to elections in the middle of the, these cases spiking. Uh, we need to have something in the interim to make sure that government can continue to function, can continue to fight the pandemic. And once the crisis is passed, then we can finally settle this at the ballot box and finally have a, a clear answer on who has the support, yeah. right? Who has the democratic mandate? Yeah. yeah. So, so that th- means the alternative that he could possibly choose, which he believes has the majority of parliament, would be Anwar. It, it, right. he, he it could be anyone else But at this point in time it's We don't know for sure Whether it's fat But technically It could be Anwar Yeah But th- 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 this is where His discretion comes in right Like He can even say To the Prime Minister Currently To PM Muhyiddin It's either you It's either you negotiate With the other parties And get the budget passed Or you will have to resign yeah. He could even say that He could even say that He true, could even say true, that True uh, Yeah So there's, there's a case So it'll be under Westminster system right yep. Yes 
which is the same as the UK, Australia and other places. And you had a situation like this in Australia before also, where the Prime Minister of the day, he lost his majority in Parliament uh, and he couldn't pass the budget. Yeah. He couldn't pass a budget, and uh, in our system, you you have to be able to pass a budget. You, there's no such thing as having a government shutdown, like you have in America. Sometimes government shutdown, there's no budget, but it doesn't happen here, right? So uh, he the prime minister lost his his majority, didn't want to call for an election, and what the governor did was, he called the opposition leader in. He asked him, "Can you get uh, this budget passed if I appoint you as prime minister?" And then immediately dissolved parliament and called for elections. Mm. And the opposition leader agreed. So he sacked the prime minister, appointed the other guy as uh, as the PM. They got the budget passed and immediately went to, to elections. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where the head of state can play like a mediating role to to solve a crisis. Yeah. Right. And mm. yeah, why can't something like that happen here? Mm. Yeah. Is there any scenario where that may not work? Or at least against Muin's favour? Maybe that's what I'm trying to get. The, the only scenario where it doesn't work is when the opposition parties refuse to budge, one hundred percent refuse to budge and refuse to negotiate, refuse to compromise, and refuse to get a budget pass. Mm. That that's that's where the opposition wants badly to go to the polls, mm. right? And I I don't know, but I don't think anyone in the opposition has been calling yeah. for elections right now. Yeah, based yep. on yep. opinion, they are willing to help, right? Well, willing we've definitely learned from just one state election what happened, yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. If if there is some compromise, I'm sure that they can get a a budget pass. Yeah. They can get a budget pass. The fact that DAP is willing to compromise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, with yeah. people who hate them. Literally, this government was formed on the basis of we don't want to work with DAP. Yeah. But DAP says, we can have a ceasefire, we can negotiate, we can get your budget pass. The previous COVID stimulus bill, they said we will support it if you allocate more money, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. So, so there, there's definitely an alternative to an emergency. I think it's safe to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to ask a question. Is there a possibility that the Agong says, "Never mind. I, I can't find anybody suitable. I will be the prime minister. I will be <laughs> no, no. For this period, at least until He'll the be. pandemic passes." He becomes the what the director. The executive. Uh, no, I don't think yeah, that that can happen. That cannot happen, huh? That no, that our constitution does it's not it's have a any. It's constitutional monarchy, but then you're, you're crossing lines, like. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. At the, at that point, you're saying that constitution no longer yeah, applies. Exactly. I have yeah. constitution. Yeah. I thought this could be like a you know like a classic, um, you know when the manager of a football team like. They Ma- cannot trust the player. They can, ah, so they just take off their suit and just start running on the field. That sort of thing. <laughs> that can uh, happen you know, in like fifth or sixth division, uh, But in the oh, Premier League, I think it's a bit, uh, Hello, bit okay. dicey. Premier League, so you can do that. Technically, you can do that. Who did it? Ah, uh? Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggs did it. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Ah. <laughs> it's okay. I let's not go into that. Like, uh, football is comparable to. Football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the dicey. Who is? Who is the VAR in this scenario? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> MECC? <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> They're about as effective as the VAR. <laughs> but okay, actually, I mean... Look at me making got... football jokes when I don't watch football. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually going yeah. back to that, right? Yeah. Like, for if the Agung is truly playing his part here, and he does say you need to find a compromise between all the parties, mm. and then... Um, for example, then you know, okay, our budget is passed, and and then we go into an election. Hmm. Would this 
this one act of Muhyiddin trying to get uh, a state of emergency approved mm. be the downfall of of his government or his chances of winning the election. You can see a scenario where the Agong asked the parties to come together to keep Muhyiddin as prime minister, but to negotiate to get a budget passed and keep the government functioning. Right, I, I like from all indications, right? The Agong seems to favor Muhyiddin staying on as PM, even oh. with the whole crisis with Anwar, right? Like, uh, he held off meeting Anwar for two to three weeks and then put off meeting any more meetings for another two weeks after that. Uh, like, clearly, it's all like been stalling so that uh, Muhyiddin can get the support, right? Mm. So, I, I don't know, my, my impression is that you, if we did have a deal. To, to avoid getting into an emergency, we would still uh, emerge with Muhyiddin as, as PM. Yeah. But, you um, see, Baba, at, at this point, right, Muhyiddin, it seems like Muhyiddin has played his final card like that. He's trying to, lah. Like, that this is his final card. It, it's make or break, right? Yeah. But the thing is, if he's already played this card, right? Yeah. Let's say emergency happens, right? Mm. And then uh, it lasts a few years. We still have to go to the polls at one point. We don't. We we legit don't. No, Ever. He, can, he can go it on to for 40 years if he wants. Yeah. So this is where we get into the reaction, not of the politicians, but of the people. Mm. Right. So these laws, like, like we were saying earlier, they exist on paper. Mm. They exist on paper. And people only obey laws insofar as they trust the institutions. And they are willing to to give up some of their personal freedoms in favor of stability, uh, economic prosperity, uh, all these other things uh, that contribute to satisfying us in our daily lives, right? Mm-hmm. But when you cross a line like this, uh, when you push too far, any country in the world, no matter how docile and obedient the people are, right? Yeah. There comes a point when the people can will no longer stand for it, lah. Uh, you, you see these riots happening everywhere, you know, in uh, Indonesia this past month, right? Yeah. Massive riots on the streets because the government has pushed too far. Uh, people are no longer willing to keep on giving up their rights uh, under the guise of we need to fight this virus. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, a, there's, there's a point. I know like Trump always says this, but it is actually true. There is a point where the, the cure can be worse than the disease. Yeah. And a national emergency is definitely worse for, for the long-term prospects of our country, right? Yeah. The political life in this country, the, the, our, human, our human rights in this country, right? Uh, yeah, that is worse than the disease, in my opinion, because you're setting a precedent, right, which will, uh, which will, be, which will be turned back to by anybody who comes next. Anybody who comes next and is, and, and is in the same situation, right, will turn back to the same device yeah. to maintain his power. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what we should never allow to happen. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, yes, the, the, the virus is uh, serious, right? Like, yes, people are uh, dying, industries are shut down, but th- this is about... The, the virus is going to last us two or three years. This is about the co- constitution, this is about uh, life in this country for the next 40, 50 years, whether yeah. we're going to live in a democratic country or not. Yeah. yeah, you completely undermine the will of the people already. What is the point of being called a de- democratic country? Yeah. yeah, so I mean like, what, what should we do? Yeah, I think, I think the, people are, the people are kind of lost. And I think they also do depend on, on politi- political leaders 
but especially in the opposition on on uh, giving them some kind of direction because I think that there's definitely a lot of frustration, especially here in the Klang Valley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we have been feeling the brunt of the incompetence of the government in dealing with the the pandemic and and so many other things in the past few months. Mm. And so, if if the if the leadership gives some kind of direction, then I think people will follow lah. Who knows what that will take like that, whether whether we have to protest or or strike or whatever, something needs to be done lah. This cannot be allowed to. This is we would end up in a state right where our civil liberties are worse than they were under Najib when he was voted out of power. Worse. Worse because even at the worst of times, we still had an election in twenty eighteen yeah. where we could vote him out, where the election commission could count the votes. Yeah. And say that BN was out of power, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why you're taking away from the people by doing this. And if you take into consideration of Najib, he technically was being charged with yet. I mean, at allegedly, at that time, charged with all sorts of corruption. Mm. He could have been easily more motivated than Muhyiddin right now to delay elections for as long as possible. But he went through with it. Yeah. Still. Yeah. So he's that if he by right now trying to do this, he's already worse than Najib. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not no, just stealing yeah. money from the people; you're taking away their. Yeah, yeah. And he was the one that broke away from Najib in the first place. Yeah. Do you think um, opposition political leaders like um, Anwar and like Guaning should all go and meet the Agong also? They should. I'm sure they should try. They should try. Yeah. Right now, right? Yeah, I. But I think a lot hinges on what happens tomorrow. If this can easily be solved at one go, if the Agong just says, says no. no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And put a stop to it. Yeah. yeah. And then we can even go through the whole process in parliament next month. And who knows, they might have a deal. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, if, but if we do have an emergency, yeah, then I think that they need to make like some very serious decisions because I think this is an impetus for serious action. Mm. You mm. know, it's just like uh, Mahathir said on election night, right? Uh, when they stopped counting the votes, yeah. stopped signing off on yeah. the, the vote count forms when BN was losing yeah. and gave a press conference and he said, Malaysians are a peaceful people, but there is a limit. There is a limit. There is a limit. Yeah, and I think that the same thing is is true here, lah. I mean, we obviously speak from a particular lens, right? Especially being a minority. But do you think we will get this sort of reaction from the majority? What are your thoughts? Tough question, lah. I mean. We, we, if you look at uh Berse, right? Because technically, the no matter what, actually, there's a few things which he cannot change. Which I think is, I believe is the Malay customs. Malay customs, rights, citizenship. Uh, citizenship, the the role of Islam in the country. Mm. Mm. He can't even I um Sabah Sarawak um I think he can't something something to do with Sabah rights the, in the, of the Sabah and Sarawak. Rights of Sabah and Sarawak. Oh, he can't touch. He can't touch those. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, uh, judging from when there have been these mass movements in Malaysia, right? Mm. The last big one was Berse. Yeah, I mean Berse was. There, there was support from all parts of Malaysia, all all races, especially in the cities. Yeah, it's possible. I think that it's possible. I think that there, I think that many people are extremely frustrated. Many people are actually struggling right now. Like they, you know, yeah. small traders, uh, small traders, people who run these garages and things like that. They, they have no business. They have, they have no income, right? The BPN is is a, such a small handout compared to the things that they need to pay for it um, businesses which just made it through the last MCO mm. now are shutting down uh, yeah unemployment probably will rise if there's an emergency declaration on Sunday on Monday the stock market will definitely crash yep. mm. 
people, investors will be pulling money out of the country when they see that you know we are just turning into a banana republic, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, when all these these factors like uh, come together, I think that there will be a lot of very disaffected people, no matter whether they are from the minority or from the majority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the end of the day, right? I suppose that people really are last hope. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. We've gone on for so long. I mean, yeah, it's technically been seven months or so. Yeah. Since the Sheraton move. But our role as citizens of Malaysia, right, has just been diminished to nothing, honestly. Yeah, true. They're playing really with all true. the cards without anything, none, no concern for us whatsoever. He has such a large cabinet. What has he, what have they technically done? They are the cause of, okay, first of all, the the political infighting which has led to the Sabah elections caused the third wave. The third wave. They themselves are not following SOPs, but then yeah, they are the ones making all the decisions. And all these maneuverings, no mention of the people's interests. Nope. Exactly. Only mentioning their uh, personal and political interests. This whole thing about, you know, toppling the government and people in um, uh, some people in Amno saying, of course, Zayed has a right to, to get himself out of his charges. That's what it's about. Nothing to do with whether their policies are better for the people, whether they can improve the economy, whether they can better combat the virus. Nothing. It's all about their their parochial interests. Yeah, yeah, it's insane how people with pending criminal charges, right, have have that kind of hold on who uh, they get to decide who's the leader. Man, can you imagine? If they side with Anwar, Anwar gets support. If they side with Muhyiddin, Muhyiddin gets support. Just based on the factor. That they have pending criminal charges. Very true. Isn't that fucked up? God, it, it's it's really disturbing. The mere fact that we've got to this point, Jesus. I mean, I can't imagine what the reaction would be. I really would, if it does go into a state of emergency, right? I would definitely want to see a a good reaction, ah. a positive but strong reaction. And that this is where we all have to play a role, and that we have to unite. We have to show what power we hold uh, in a yeah. democratic country. This is yeah. a great opportunity for the opposition leaders to like garner support. Yeah, I th- I think that's the, it is like the last hope for Malaysia la. Whether we are going to grow into like into a stable democracy where rule of law is practiced, where rights mm. are protected, uh, where corruption is 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 abhorred, yeah, yeah. or it's just going to be a country where everything goes just like, you know, yeah. we're just going to be trapped in this uh, third world trap, la, basically, and yeah. we're never going to get out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, tomorrow's decision, right, actually just paints the future for Malaysia. Yeah. If the Agung does do it, there's really no hope because as Bamba said, it's such a precedent already. Yeah. No matter who, who's at the helm, if their position is challenged, they can invoke this already. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, just think of it. Uh, on election night in 2018, right? Najib never asked for an emergency to be declared. Yep. Yeah. He didn't even consider it. Didn't dare. Well, yeah. maybe, maybe personally he may have wanted to, but he would not have. It, it just wouldn't fly. Yeah. He, right. Yeah, he could have done it. Yeah. There, there were rumors that he wanted to call for martial law, and his own uh, yeah. Amno no, leadership yeah. said no. Wait, yeah. The, wait, the album wasn't even here, right? I I don't know. I think he wasn't here at the night of the elections. Where he went? I I can't remember where he went. 
But he was trying. <laughs> but basically, yeah, yeah, no. So he basically he's, he wasn't here, so that Najib can't even see him to yeah. ask for. Uh, yeah. Instead of emergency. Yeah. So in all these previous occasions, it didn't happen, and uh, yeah, we honestly we would be like like I said lah, uh, we would be in a worse place than we ever were under Najib, because the whole system of government would be suspended. Mm. Yep. So, uh, we always now we're just like a very uh, sad note. It's been like this now for some time now. I wouldn't say it's sad. I think that it's a turning point. We do. We do not know which way. We don't way. know what, know what the decision true. is. Yeah, because if if. Uh, but the fact that this is a point uh, of conversation already. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Yes. Yes. But at the same time, uh, it could go one of two ways, lah. Like we said, but if if the tomorrow the rulers put a stop to it, that I think that's a very clear message that there that this safeguard is still there, mm. and uh, yeah, that that would be a cause for hope, lah. Yeah. That that would be a cause for us to be quite uh, hopeful for Malaysia that the institutions still can stand up to an executive who will do anything to stay in control. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's all about our institutions. Are our institutions strong enough to stand up against individuals with with uh, nefarious goals? Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, and that's that's what's going to be proven, true or false tomorrow. Mm. All right. Anything else to say on the topic? On I the think matter? no. I think I said it all. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, we'll see what the decision is. We'll do a review on the next episode and just briefly touch on this. But hopefully things work in our favor, lah. Yeah. Right. All right. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll hopefully catch you in a non-emergency situation next week. <laughs> Inshallah. <laughs> Good night. Good night.